the Our Secret Spot podcast, your look through the keyhole into Australia's hottest swingers club. Hello everyone, welcome back to Our Secret Spot, the podcast. My name is Lawrence and I'm the owner and founder of Our Secret Spot, which is a swingers club here in Sydney, Australia. Today's episode is another interview podcast. My guest today has not actually been to OSS, however, she has some great info and course material to share with you. My guest has been in the lifestyle for five years, lives in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is in the US for those, who don't, of, for those of you who don't know, and she is the founder and relationship coach at swinginglifestylecoach.com. So again, please welcome to the show, Lauren from Swinging Lifestyle Coach. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, for those of you who want to know a little bit more about Lauren and the p- last conversation we had, you can get back to the episode before this where we have a bit more of a, a, a more general conversation and answer questions about general uh, questions that we get commonly uh, from newcomers or people like entering the lifestyle, the swinging lifestyle. So things like um, what to wear, talking to my partner about it, jealousy. There's a whole range of stuff there. And, you know, it's about an hour-long conversation. So if those, those, any of those topics are of interest to you, please go back to that episode before this one. But moving on to today's, uh, conver- uh, today's episode where Lauren has kindly agreed to – she's going to be giving a condensed version of one of the courses that she offers on SwingingLifestyleCoach.com. Um, it's titled – the, com- the conversation every lifestyle couple needs to have. So, Laura, I'm going to do- pass it off to you. Like, you can explain, like, what is the conversation? Why do they need to have it? And then we can okay. probably jump into, like, the actual uh, the course itself. Uh, just for, for your information, dear listener, is I'm going to be sort of playing the role as the participant. Like, I'm, I've signed up to the course and I'm just sort of like, what do you mean we need to talk? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So the conversation um, that every lifestyle couple should be having is a little formula that I've come up with just through my own experience and through coaching, which is um, I call it the three A's. And um, the first A is anal. Whoa, we're jumping right in. (laughs) (laughs) You've got my attention. Okay, so yeah, that's the hope. Okay, so the first A is actually aligning. And actually in our last episode, Lawrence, I got kind of excited because you started to allude to this. This is a a conversation that you and your partner have, um, which is very validating for me that um, this is really valuable. Uh, So the first A is align. Mm -hmm. Second A is agree. And the third A is affirm. And we'll go through all these things. But what I like about this formula is you can use it in a couple different ways. So let's say you are new-ish to lifestyle or just even talking about getting into lifestyle, you actually haven't done anything yet. Yep. Um, so a, a line is a really important conversation. So I'm going to kind of use examples of two different things. So let's say we're kind of just thinking about getting into lifestyle. A line is the conversation that you have with each other about what is it that you want to get out of lifestyle? So um, maybe someone's like, I just want to have sexual variety. That is just like really my thing. I um, like the idea of having, you know, different partners and, or 
I think this is actually kind of interesting that one of the academic studies I saw, a big reason that people get into lifestyle is for social connection. <laughs> like, yeah. That seems yeah. like a really, a really, I get it because I'm in lifestyle and I think it's the most fun people to hang out with. But also, um, you know, that might be your reason for getting into lifestyle. You know what? Like, I think it's sexy, but I'm less interested in having sex with other people. I just like to be in that vibe. Okay. So what is, what is important about this conversation is asking yourself actually what you want to get out of lifestyle. And, um, so I actually say sometimes it's, it's, nice to think through these things on your own and then bring your answers together because that's kind of the magical part is like the self-reflection as Mm -hmm. well as the relationship reflection. Um, And the thing to know about a line is um, you don't have to agree. It doesn't have to be the same. So to some degree, someone, you know, you're going to have to get to the place of agreement, which is, a, is the second A. But just in the alignment conversation, it's like, what do I really want to get out of it? And also part of that might be like, what I really want to get out of it is I want to, I wanted to bring us closer. I'm excited about that aspect. So it's literally anything that you think you want to get out of lifestyle, but it's having the conversation that's kind of the bigger picture conversation. Like you were talking about how like, okay, when you go out at night, so before you're headed out the door, you're like, what do you really want to get out of tonight? Mm. What do you feel like doing? What do you, you know? um, And so like you were saying, your wife was like, well, tonight I really just feel like, you know, picking up another guy and Mm -hmm. having the three of us. Like, and you can either get on board with that. Yes, I am totally on board with that. Or you're like, you know what? I also kind of wanted to do this other thing. Maybe both things can happen, or maybe you agree that night you're just going to do her thing or whatever, but it's just that alignment. So when you get to the club and she's off talking to guys, single guys, and mm. you're talking to couples, there's a misalignment there, yeah. right? Cause yeah. then you're like, Oh, I met this couple over here. Mm. <laughs> she's like, well, I was actually thinking, I was just thinking this guy. Oh, yeah. So it just allows you to have that alignment before you go out in the evening. It also can be a great way to get alignment in what you actually want to get out of life style in general yeah absolutely that's a yeah it's a, a very good first point um <laughs> i have a, i have a quick question maybe it's not quick is, is, yeah. is that okay uh what happens like you know someone's got to go first right in terms of like what we're hoping to align with what happens how do you if there's complete contrast to those so you know like i'm sitting here i know what i want say like for example, I would like to hook up with a single woman or have a threesome with a single woman. And Michelle, my partner, is like, I want to have a hook up and threesome with a single guy. Now, they're completely, it's obviously the opposite end. Where would you either compromise or um, one just, just gets put on the back foot? Do you ever, like, encourage, like, say, like, we'll take turns, like, Tonight's my alignment. Next time can be your alignment, as long as you know we actually agree. Uh, which obviously, yeah. and then a firm going on down the triple A rating. But yeah, any uh, any advice on what to do if there's a complete like we're not on the same page here? Yeah, I think you actually just answered that as well. I think, I mean, 
The fun thing about lifestyle is there aren't usually a lot of bad options. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, fine. We will not have a threesome with two women and I will have a threesome with two guys. Like, <laughs> um, so it could be any of those things. It could be, um, it could be, we take turns. Okay. Tonight let's do your thing. And then when we go out, next time or whatever we will do mine. I mean, the thing about that is it's going to change, right? So maybe then when it is next time, the thing that you want out of that night is actually different than what you said two weeks ago. So I think that's always a reoccurring conversation. It's not an assumption like, Oh, well, two weeks ago you wanted two guys, but you know, you don't want that now. So I mean, that's a realignment that's going to happen again. But, um, yeah, it's just an agreement. And also like, I don't know, you can get creative and have fun with it. Like, what if you know what if we did both yeah <laughs> you know what if it what if first we had you a, got it in your big boy you got it up for both and then, huh you got it in your big boy you can do both yes ma'am <laughs> <laughs> um yes i have a really great friend her answer is always both <laughs> that's always her answer to everything if both is possible then both um but you know, and I think actually, even if they are disparate and you come to some kind of compromise, that's like the art of a relationship, right? So it just makes it kind of fun. Yep. And then moving on to the next one. Agree. agree. Yep. Um, and I'm kind of mixing these two things. So let me separate them a little bit. So let's say we're having this conversation about lifestyle in general. And so we're talking about aligning what I really want to get out of lifestyle is I want to make all new friends. What I want to get out of lifestyle is, you know, just hookups and I don't care about making friends. So, um, obviously there's some reconciling to do there. Agree. And I, like I said, you don't have to agree, like have the same wants in the alignment stage. But in the agreement stage is where you might come to, um, and I actually use the word agree agreement instead of rule in terms of you know mm. boundaries or whatever that you're going to set. But you can use any of these. These are your rules. These are your boundaries. These are your agreements. So um, that will support the alignment that you came to in the one before. So. You know, I've had nights where I'm like, you know what? I just, I don't really think I'm up for playing tonight. I'm totally fine if you want to play with another couple or whatever. Like, we're kind of like you. We are usually at least at the same party together. We do some things separately, like in this, in, uh, at different places. And I might be like, I'm, that's the agreement. I don't really want to play tonight. I'm totally fine with you playing with others. Also, as part of that agreement, before you go play with others, I would like you to let me know where you're going to be. Yeah. Um, before you or before you go play with others, but you just make sure that I'm like in a place where I'm comfortable with you leaving me. Um, because you know, if you're not haven't connected with anybody else, it's going to be awkward if your partner kind of <laughs> wanders off with other people. Yeah. But like, if I'm comfortable and and hanging out with some other people, I'll be like, yeah, go enjoy yourself. So those kind of little agreements that can, um, and those might be a big agreements. So I'm sorry, I keep mixing between whether you're doing this for a night or for lifestyle. So a lot, you know, these are my goals sort of being in lifestyle. And then what are our agreements? And again, I've used this phrase in the last episode. I'll use it again. It's lifestyle can be anything you want, as long as everybody knows about it and everybody's consenting. So your agreements are, can be anything that works for the two of you. Um, 
you know, maybe so one agreement is often like we only play together. One agreement might be we only play separately. Like some couples do not like playing in the same room. They find it distracting or whatever. So your agreements are going to be totally dependent upon what you guys are aligning and creating in lifestyle. Yep. Um, so again, this is another area where I would say just get creative. And as we talked about in the last episode, everything's going to change. And so, okay, if we're having the alignment and the agreement conversation about what we want in gen- in, in lifestyle in general, I would suggest having that conversation often, you know, especially in the beginning, because you don't really know what you're, you don't know what you want necessarily until you get in it a little bit and you see, so see what else is there. Like when my husband and I first got into lifestyle, we weren't really in it for friendship. I mean, that sounds like we're just sluts, but (laughs) we were like, we have like, we have a lot of friends. And also here's the other thing. We were really concerned about like how much emotional attachment was like, okay. In these situations. So we were not even clear, like, whether we would have encounters or we actually had the conversation of like how many encounters will we have with a couple? Like how many is too many before we start to feeling like that's Oh yeah, awkward. I see what you mean. Like Not, on separate occasions. Yeah, so now, yes. So now looking back on that, it seems ridiculous. Like <laughs> all of our friends are lifestyle friends mm. and, um, and limiting ourselves to like the number of times that we could be with certain people like that seems insane. It's okay. You are making the agreements between the two of you. It can be as insane as you want it to be. Mm. And then just know that that's going to evolve over time. And the newer you are in it, probably the more often you should be having it because you're learning every time you go out. Right. Like, yeah. If you you're constantly especially you every time you go out, you know, laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So last time we were out, oh my God, did you see that threesome or whatever that was in the back room? Like, I would love to do that tonight. Like that can become your new alignment piece, you know? So um, it's always going to be changing. And also uh, that is again, alignment versus what you want out of lifestyle versus what do you want out of tonight? So those are, this conversation is multi-purpose, mm, yep. <laughs> and same with the same with the same with agreements. And like, your agreements can change every time. Like, I know I am like normally fine with you going off and talking to other people tonight. I just I'm not feeling super social. Just stay by my side. That's what you know. You can make any request you want because that's your agreement for tonight. And sure. just talk about what that looks like. Yep. Nice. Then the third A is affirm. And I put this in there because honestly, I don't think you can affirm with your partner too much. (laughs) So, um, you know, in the conversation, if you're having this conversation in terms of what you want to get out of lifestyle, what are the agreements we're going to have as we move forward? And babe, you're my person. No matter what happens, you are the number one reason where I'm doing this. You, you know, no matter what happens, I, you know, you're the most important thing to me in the world. See, I was like, my mind was, you know, when I heard all these things, I I jumped ahead to think affirm would have meant affirming 
the agreement that we have from the alignment that we sought, but you're talking about affirming each other in your relationship, which is yes. much better <laughs> than what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and that works on a big context. Like, I mean, honestly, when my husband and I got into this, we didn't really know like how much closer it was going to bring us together. Like I think most people are more attracted to like the party fun side of it mm. just because you don't know, you know, how it's going to bring you closer. And then after it brought us so closer, like that's a huge part of our alignment and affirming, like, yes, I love doing this lifestyle stuff. I feel so much closer to you. Like that's mm. a huge affirmation, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, like, yeah, having it broken down like this is, I mean, I've, it's nice to have like such an easy way to digest this information and sort of like go through a checkbox of, are we doing what we'd need to do to look after your, me as an individual and then us as a, as a, as a, as a team, as mm -hmm. a, as a couple, as a, whatever you are. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. And I, yeah, thanks. Um, and then on the affirm also, you know, when you're going out tonight, I want to do this here or here's what I ask of you or here's what I want to agree to tonight. And you look amazing and I am so excited to share you with people at the club tonight. Like that, I got so many just fun things. And he, so once somebody actually asked me once, she was like, well, what if you're having one of those days where like you just can't come up with anything for the affirmation piece? And I was like, well, then you probably shouldn't be going out into a lifestyle setting. <laughs> <laughs> I like if you're having that bad of a day together that you can't think of one thing to affirm with your partner, then I think you're not in a very good place. <laughs> yeah. And I also jokingly say but it's only half a joke sometimes you know my husband and i will be having one of those days where we're misaligned in general and but we know we have a lifestyle date that night it's a lot of incentive to get aligned you know it's like okay we have not like been communicating very well today can we have a conversation about setting all that aside or like what did, what needs to be said for us to go out and have a good time in a lifestyle setting tonight? Because if you're carrying something with you from earlier part of the day and like, you know, we just talked about lots of interesting feelings can come up during some lifestyle events and things that haven't come up before. So if you're not in a place where you can affirm your partner in any way, probably you're not in a good place to go out together in a lifestyle setting yeah. that night. Absolutely. And that also doesn't mean that also doesn't mean anything about your relationship. We all have bad days with our partners. Yep. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. I, I think I'm, you know, people might get caught up in just being, we're having a, we're having a, we're having a fight or we're having, a, you know, a misalignment and it's just like, that's, that's, that's the end of us. It's like, mm, no, there's, there's, there's ebbs and flows. Um, cool. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say about affirming is I also have a few things in your back pocket. If you're not very good at compliments, just have some things that you make up at other times and can always use as an affirmation. I feel like that's just a good practice for couples to have in general. Like, oh, I really love this about my partner. And like, like I said, you can never affirm too much, right? So Do you have like these 
predetermined things or things in your back pocket as they would pertain to the lifestyle, as in you you look sexy or something like that? Or do anything? Either. Anything. Like, I mean, I guess I was kind of shocked by the question of, like, what if I can't come up with something to affirm my partner? (laughs) And that's when I was like, well, like, maybe in another moment when you're having, like, a lot of really great feelings about your partner, write down a bunch of things that you really appreciate about your partner. And by the way, this is a really good practice to do anyway. I think the more we can affirm our partner, not only to them, but in our own minds, right? Just focusing on their positive qualities, like that's not going to bring anything but more goodness into your relationship. So yeah, cool. maybe we can make affirm its own exercise and <laughs> at all. Cool bananas. All right. We've got the AAA rating, hopefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, too many. Too bad there aren't enough um, X words because then I could have I could have oh, made it a triple yeah. X conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there aren't. There, like, I can't even. I can barely think of uh, X ray and xylophobe exactly and xenophobe. These are not good things, <laughs> and they pertain to the last. Time. The, the thirty things that show up in the children's books on the X page. Yeah. That's all we've got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so what's next? Like what's, um, we've got our triple A rating. What, what's. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is, that's the workshop that I do. Um, that's the one that's on my website and that is actually set up as a, as a workshop. So we'll talk about alignment. Couples will go away and kind of have their own alignment conversation. Yep. We come back, do a little bit of sharing. We move on to agreements. And that can be really fun, too, because you can hear when you hear other couples alignments and agreements, you're like, oh, like that actually really resonates with me. And so yeah, it just adds right. a lot of richness to that conversation. Yeah. Um, but obviously just laying it out here is you can go workshop it for yourself or you can join me on one of my workshops. But um, I have two other conversations that I, through my practice, have just kind of unearthed, which I think are just really interesting conversations to have that um, are not specific to lifestyle couples, but that get raised because you're in lifestyle. And so um, one conversation, and this is like, I raised this as a conversation, but I think both of these concepts that I'm about to talk about are a little harder to have an abstract conversation about versus they're, they're just going to come up for you in different lifestyle situations. So I'm just going to frame it here and then next time you're having this conversation, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's that conversation Lauren was talking about. But, um, okay, so I call this one um, opening the door. So I have noticed that couples operate very differently and have sort of a philosophy around, if I'm gonna do something, does that open the door for my uh, for my partner to do the same thing? Uh, okay. And my philosophy, in my philosophy and relationships, absolutely. If you're going to ask me to go on a date alone with a single woman, that it, that's opening the door for me to go on a date with a single guy. Mm. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to go do that because I may or may not want to do that. But if you want to do that, 
I feel like that opens the door for your partner to do the same thing. Mm. However, the other side of this argument is that absolutely not. Just because one person wants X, one person wants to go have a date with a single person, that does not mean they have to be okay with their partner going to do the same thing because we as individuals have different comfort levels, right? So, and I would, my, because my predisposition is to go more the open door route, like if you're going to do something that kind of opens the door for me to do it too, if I want to, um, I would have said it doesn't work the other way, but I know couples where it does. I know couples that like she goes out with single guys all the time and she is not comfortable with her partner going out with single women, but he's fine with that. He's like, he's like, it really doesn't bother me for you to go out with single guys. If it's going to bother you for me to go out with single women, it's not important to me. So I think that's just an interesting, like philosophical conversation to have with your partner, especially in the early days of lifestyle. <laughs> because if you were to make an assumption about that, like you saw your partner doing something and you're like, oh, I saw them doing that. So then it's okay for me to go do that. And they don't actually think in that way, then that's going to cause a lot of conflict. Yep. hundred percent. I had yeah, not. And I just think it's. Sorry, go on. Go ahead. There you go. Uh, yeah. I have, you know, my partner, M Michelle and I have had these conversations and there was a lot of internal struggle from M Michelle's side in particular, where I guess it's like, as you're saying, opening the door, it's just like, well, she would want certain things, but she wasn't feeling comfortable with me doing the same. But she was dealing with her guilt around that and not yeah. not being able to sort of reconcile that. But I think we ultimately got to a point of just being, I, I guess there's trust in the other person that they say that they're okay. So like, it's it's exactly the situation that you just talked about where I'm okay with Michelle having uh, solo play sessions with another guy when I'm not there. She is less comfortable with that. Um, so I just don't do that. We, If we are playing with yeah. another woman, she's in the room or, um, yeah, she's just in the room. And it took her a long time to actually believe that I was okay. Um, and then it's just like, like you said, it was a, a, a lot of a, a philosophical conversation that spanned many, many conversations about, being okay and that it's like to have different ideas and like trusting your partner about the mm -hmm. the differences that you agreed upon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like my husband and I kind of have a differ differing aspect on this too. And so he, you know, he would ask, do you mind if I do this thing? And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really mind. Would you mind if I did that? And then he'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, well, then I don't think you should be doing something that you would mind if I did. Mm. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right or he's right. I'm just saying I think this is a really interesting dialogue to start with your partner before you're in situations. Yeah. It kind of it kind of goes back to the alignment yeah. and agreement in the other conversation that we were talking about. You know, this is what I would like out of the evening. This is what you would like out of the evening. What are our agreements around each of us getting that or not getting that tonight? And it kind of does fit into that a little bit. Like, 
I would like to try this new thing. I'm not comfortable with you also going off to do that thing, but if you could just support me in doing it tonight, then let's see how that goes or whatever. But, um, but I, I just think that, um, and it's kind of for me been interesting because you know, this human trait that we have, like I, to me, it was so obvious that like, if you're going to ask for something, you should be, you should be comfortable with me doing that too. Mm. (laughs) Like that was just like a, no, a like, no brainer. Yeah. Like not even a question. So then when that's why I said we kind of unearthed some of these issues between us and it's been interesting to talk to other couples about um because that is a real philosophical difference that like by me assuming that everyone thinks like me that can really get us into trouble, right? So I think that's just an interesting conversation to have. Yep. Absolutely. I think there can be a lot of um I suppose challenges in those if you have completely different uh, uh, viewpoints. but uh, And I guess the way I, I've thought about it is, and it ties back into what you were saying, uh, you're affirming in the in the AAA conversation is um, as long as this feels right for our relationship, don't worry about what other people think or does this say, is this enhancing our relationship? What's fair. Yeah. 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 It's like, does you going out and playing with people make you feel good? Yes. Does it make me feel bad? No. So overall, I'm okay with it. You're obviously okay with it. That's good. Me going out doing the other same thing make you feel bad? Yes. But like, but I'm happy to like, it does, it's not, that is not more important to me than us having a good relationship yeah. and being close to each other and feeling a good time. So it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, that's probably how i how i see it is just like just always go back to um is this good for us yeah i like that and in in the same token i think because of the way that i naturally feel about that it's um sometimes i'm like well if if you want to do this thing but you don't want me to do this thing then i that is going to breed resentment in me. I just know that about myself. Like if you get to go, you know, you go doing this thing and then I'm like, Oh, that's really interesting. I'd like to do that too. And then you're like, Oh no, 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 no. It doesn't work both ways. I think for me, I have to be honest with myself that that's not going to work for me either. So like, it's kind of both, it's two sides of the same coin, but it's being honest with yourself too. Yeah, and also being able to change the 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 the, the agreements or the rules or the boundaries, you know, it's just like don't, don't be Constantly. static. Yeah, if you're saying, you know, last year it was okay that you did stuff and I I didn't, but this year I'm feeling like it's not okay anymore, or I want it to change. Exactly. Or, yeah, yeah. So much. I mean, I just can't emphasize enough how dynamic all these conversations are. <laughs> yeah. And I think actually that's probably one of the reasons, I mean, everyone says, you know, lifestyle increases your communication. Yes, it does. But like really these kinds of conversations, you wouldn't be having them if you were doing lifestyle stuff. So it's just like this constant um, changing that does actually happen in all relationships. It's just that we need to keep talking about it because we're in constantly changing environments as well. So I think that um, just being really conscientious of it is, is 
it kind of brings more empowerment to the relationship, if you will. For sure. So, I mean, so opening the door is any situation, anytime something is brought up, you've opened the door for it to happen on the other end, but it doesn't mean you necessarily have to step through essentially, right? Or you, right. Get, you get to choose right. what to do with that door. You close it, maybe reopen it at a later time, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, it, it's going to vary so much by couple, like who's comfortable with what and not doing what. Like yeah. I said, I have those friends that like she goes out with single guys and he doesn't go out with single women because she's not comfortable with that. If that works for them, then like who? Great. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Yeah. And what's the last conversation or the third conversation that you would be encouraging people to have? Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, someone that's really interesting to me. And again, it's kind of one of the conversations that you can have in theory. And also it's just something to keep in mind as you go into different situations. So here's the thing is like about lifestyle. You're, I think many of us are willing to accept some level of discomfort for the sake of having a new experience. Taking one for the fair? team. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily taking one for the team, but um, well, yeah, I guess in a way it is. It's like, uh, I mean, let's go back to the example of like maybe seeing other people like I want to go out with a single woman. Like, OK, I think that's going to make me uncomfortable, but I let's try it. If that's something that you really want to try, I don't know, maybe I'll like it. Like mm. you said, like when we do things separately, we always come back the reconnection moment after our dates where we tell each other about the date is like the most exciting thing. Right. So I, you don't know until you try something and you're willing to step into that discomfort to see. Right. So I think that's a kind of a, an emotional flexibility that we're kind of more willing to step into in lifestyle in my experience. But I think the other thing that um, has come up for us is that seeing your partner be uncomfortable can be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. I have been there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> it's like. So um, I think this can just get really tricky. And so, for example, um, I was seeing uh, this a single guy for a while that was just fun. But after a few times, my husband's like, I'm getting really uncomfortable with you. See, I feel like you're like developing feelings for him. And I'm like, well, I'm not. And he was like, okay, but I could just see that it really stressed him out that I wanted to see this guy. And I was like, okay, well, that's seeing that guy is not important to me. You are important to me. So I'm going to stop doing the thing. I'm basically going to fix the stress for you which is not necessarily a bad thing. But what I have noticed is that I have a very low tolerance of seeing him in distress. So anything, you know, mm. there's can be a little codependency thing happening there where like everything I'm doing, I'm looking over at him, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Like I have to just trust that he's going to tell me if he's not okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because then the way that can play out is like, I feel like his tolerance for seeing me in, being uncomfortable is a little higher than me watching him in distress. 
And so I think every couple has their own dynamic in this. And when we are putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations, I think what is important to talk about um, around this is we have to agree that we will um, be in communication with each other about how we're actually feeling because my tolerance for seeing my husband in distress is very low. So I might stop doing something because I'm like, I see this is stressing you out. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm really fine with this level of discomfort. Like if you're really getting a lot out of the situation, I am fine with, with this. Whereas I, you know, because of my, it causing me distress to see him in any distress that I can start making decisions based on my own reaction and not really like what's happening between us. Does that make any sense? Yep. Absolutely. Also, would you um, say it's important for like, it, it's, you're almost going to have to put yourself in some level of discomfort at some point or is it's you. Yeah. Yes, you do. I think so. Yeah. I don't, that's an interesting question. I mean, like we were talking about in the last episode, even going to your club your first time, you're nervous and scared. That's discomfort, right? Yeah. Like there's always, there are different levels of discomfort. And I do think that most couples who are participating in lifestyle on any kind of regular basis are have a flexibility about that, about like not being afraid to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And what about things like, it's one thing to go to a club because you can just say, if you didn't like it, you just quickly get out. But what about things that I guess people perceive as irreversible and, and that, that being like actually having, say, sex or kissing or whatever it is, like an actual act with someone else that wasn't them or wasn't, isn't you, your partner, with your partner, crossing that level. Like it's one thing to talk about like, I'd be nice to see, you know, you know, if I'm talking about my, from my perspective, it's another, it'd be great to see you um, give a blowjob to another guy. But then when you see that blowjob actually happening, it's like, I'm not dealing. Like, how far down that road do you like think this. you need to go? I thought I was going to like this, but I don't like this, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a fair point. And um, I think... So we talked about this a little bit before. Um, there's never a, not a way out, right? Like if you, okay, I want to make two distinctions here. One, I think there's a very big difference between being uncomfortable and being in pain. Right. Okay. Yep. So you might have a certain tolerance for yourself of how uncomfortable you're willing to get. And again, um, is it discomfort because it's new and you're not sure how you're going to react or like, are you tolerating pain so that your partner can have something they want? I think those are actually kind of different things. Um, I guess if you want to take on pain just because you want your partner to enjoy X, that is your choice. I'm going to say from a relationship standpoint, that's getting a little, sticky about how healthy that <laughs> that probably is 
But I do want to make that distinction between discomfort and pain, because if something is really paining you, it is okay to like pull your partner aside and be like, you know what? I thought this was going to be so sexy and I am having a really hard time with it. Can we just stop? Yeah. (laughs) And I, I think I can't imagine anyone being like, no, I'm going to continue doing this even though you're in pain. Like, so, and I said, We've all been there. So I can't imagine a situation where you're like, okay, I'm really uncomfortable. I don't know why I'm having this reaction, but I really need to like take a break. Can you go take a break with me? You tell the people that you're with, you know what? We're going to go take a break. Like who's ever going to judge that? No one's going to judge that. Mm. And I think we kind of get into these situations and feel like we can't stop the progression of what's happening around us. And I would say you always can. And probably should. If you're crossing over that threshold from maybe being uncomfortable to pain, then take care of yourself. And how would you know when you're crossing that that threshold? Because severe discomfort would be pain, can be painful, but not necessarily so. Or do you just make that choice yourself? Like, is it one of these things, as I say, you have to sort of go all the way down to know where is the painful limit? before does that make sense what i'm asking yes yeah that's a great question i mean that's where we just have to get really honest with ourselves right and it is messy it's there there's no ding 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 you are now in pain warning you're you're approaching (laughs) (laughs) you're approaching pain you're approaching pain um so i think for me that has been an interesting exercise to really get honest with myself because i think there can be like, if my partner wants to have a new experience, I want to support that. I, I almost always want to support that. We love our partners. We want to have the, let them have the experiences they want to have, but we have to get honest with ourselves about how, you know, what we're really, yeah, what we think, what we think we're okay with. And to your point, it might take some experimentation to find that out. I mean, that might, it will take some experimentation to find that out. When my partner, when my husband and I had our very first full swap night, you know, we had been doing all this reading about lifestyle and like, you kind of read about these drama couples, and like avoid the drama couples and, um, you know, just talking to other people. We had heard about bad experiences of drama couples. And I said to him before we went and I was like, I might be the drama couple. Like I have never seen you be with another woman before. Like what if I freak out? I don't, that could happen. I don't know. And so to some extent you don't know, but what you do know is that you're in it together. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, well, if that happens, we will leave. I'm like, okay. Okay. And it didn't happen. I loved watching him. And that was another thing. Like you don't know until you experience, right. That, um, and that's, that's something that's very difficult to explain to vanilla people. Like, yeah, I love watching my husband with other women. They're like, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> I know. And I'm like, yes. And you might too, but you won't probably know until you try it. <laughs> Is there a, like, a consideration for, like, you know, I feel, and this might be because of my experience in this sort of, uh, in, in the lifestyle, but, like, I feel like I know what's going to make me uncomfortable versus what isn't. Uh, so, like, even if I haven't done it before or, say, it's a particular act or whatever it is, it's like, I know I'm 
probably going to be okay. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any like thought to like when people say it's just like, how should I be feeling? And then like, it's just like, well, if you don't know how you feel, like if, what am I trying to say here is like understanding the difference between like you, if you think you're going to be okay, just kind of go with that and don't try and think that just because other people say that you're going to be uncomfortable or this, this has made me uncomfortable or makes most people uncomfortable that there's anything wrong with the way you're going down the line. And so it's like, I'm not uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, that's another part of being honest with ourselves, right? Like I do think there is a lot of cultural wiring that happens growing up in monogamous uh, culture that tells us that we shouldn't enjoy a lot of the things that we enjoy. So already we're kind of in a practice of overriding some of that, like Mm. liking watching my husband with other women. Like there's a lot in our culture that tells us I shouldn't like that. Yeah. But, and so I think, again, there is this exercise of being honest with ourselves. Um, and here's the, also the thing that I always tell new couples, like, just keep taking baby steps. Like, if something feels a little, like, that feels big, maybe don't do it. Like, try to figure out if there's some scaled back version. Like, I mean, one thing couples will ask me all the time, like, um, about having sex with other couples. I'm like... Well, then don't have sex with our couples. Like, do a soft swap night. Oh, 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 okay. Like, we kind of put this pressure on ourselves, you know, that we have certain ideas of things we need to do. And I'm like, I don't know. If you think you're going to be uncomfortable, like, really uncomfortable to the point of pain in a situation, don't put yourself in it. Like, try to come back, you know, go with a scaled back version of that. And that's why I do love clubs as a way to gauge what you probably are comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. Because watching other people, watching other people or whatever, or watching your, an orgy or something, it's like, is that exciting to you? Or is that you're like, but you know, just seeing it first can be a lot of information. For sure. I think this is just a bit of a, and a building on being honest with yourself. I didn't even know, like, this came through actually, like, some therapy that, like, um, Michelle and I went through and, you know, having um, a therapist, a counsellor talk to us. And I w- I'm very, you know, just, I, f- I think, just naturally compulsive, seldom jealous. Uh, and I would constantly be thinking, from my perspective, that's just, like, if you're jealous, there's probably something wrong with you and you probably shouldn't be in the lifestyle. Not wrong with you as in, like, you're a defective human, but wrong with you for this lifestyle. Uh, And then it sort of, like, it became apparent to me that I'm probably one of the outliers rather than um, the other way around, whereas, like, my level of just, like, being okay with almost anything is somewhat rare and then just being Mm -hmm. able to sort of have that conversation and like actually understanding that they're, you know, what my, my perspective is and like what I think other people were thinking or how they think they should be acting or feeling is completely different and and is actually not important at all. Uh, So it just took a lot of work just to get to that point and just like being honest with myself and just saying like, you know, it's, I'm like this, but it's okay uh, that, 
I feel this way and I don't have to have any pressure for anyone else to be like me in any way. So, I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. using that as an example for myself as like for anyone else out there who might be listening that a lot of this can take a lot of time to to process. Like, you know, I've been, I've been in the lifestyle for somewhat 10 years now and it's just like this is only a somewhat new uh, realisation for me like within the last 12 months and just sort of like through that experience and just like trusting trusting myself um, with how I'm feeling about things. Yeah, I would say that has been a huge exercise for me. I think, um, and this relates a little bit to that conversation about how willing are you to see your partner in distress? How much distress are you willing to take on yourself? I think, like I was just saying, there's also this dynamic of we love our partners. If they want to fulfill a fantasy, we want to help them fulfill that fantasy. Mm. But being honest with ourselves (laughs) about whether we're really going to enjoy that or not is just as important. And, um, it seems a little crazy when I say it out loud that like sometimes like I, I'm, but I don't think it is crazy. I think we will oftentimes put other people's needs in, in front of our own. Happens a lot. Happens all the and time. And I think it happens a lot. And I think um, that is the place to get honest with ourselves also is like how much discomfort do I really want to take on for myself (laughs) and then having those boundaries because that also is going to make your relationship actually stronger giving more than you're really comfortable giving is actually not going to make your relationship stronger yeah yeah absolutely and that kind of goes back this kind of goes back to the baby steps that I was talking about but um uh I was reading about a concept recently that I really liked the way she said it. It's like, if we push ourselves a little bit outside of our comfort zone and work in that zone, then next time we can maybe push ourselves a little further than that and work in that zone. And then over time, our, we've expanded our zone a whole lot, right? Yep. Yep. If we, the very first time, go so far outside of our comfort zone, then we actually, as humans, we retract and we get scared and we come back to this place of like, okay, now next time I don't even want to do that much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you, you kind of retract into this smaller space rather than like slowly expanding your comfort zone. If you go way out here, you're going to like Snap operate back. from now a scared, a scared place. Yes. And so I really liked that contraction idea that really made a lot of sense to me that it's like it's like a real love and care for ourselves to take things slowly and in chunks that we think we can, you know, push ourselves. We're willing to go to discomfort, but like yeah. be honest with how much we think we can really give in that area. Yeah. Lauren, thanks so much for sharing these conversation points or conversation topics that people need to have. Like obviously the conversation, the AAA, um, aligning, agreeing, affirming each other super valuable uh i i know like just from my experience i've been doing that just not in that um uh, with those headings but the headings definitely make it a lot easier so it's it's great to have those those topics and then opening the door conversation and what what, what would you title the last conversation 
I actually don't have a title for that one, so I'm going to have to work on it. I just, um, I kind of labeled it seeing your partner in distress, but yeah. that's not a very catchy title, so I'll work on that. <laughs> it's like, mm, do I want to see that in distress? <laughs> oh. And where can the listeners find out more about you and, you know, the, the, the workshops and courses that you offer? So my website is swinginglifestylecoach.com and my uh I have online workshops, and if I offer any in-person, I'll also have them there. Um, I have a Facebook page and Instagram account that are both uh, Swinging Lifestyle Coach, so I always post everything there as well. Swinging Lifestyle Coach, okay. I'll post those in the in the show notes as well that people can um, try and find okay. you on social media too. Uh, but thanks very much for joining me today. It's been um, a great chat and, and great to have the build on, like, you know, what we talked about in the last episode as well, just, like, those general questions and then, like, and these are probably some of the conversations that you're going to need to have before you actually pull the trigger on coming and you're going to need to be constantly having and evolving over the, your swinging or lifestyle journey. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you again for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. I'm just going to move into the last bits and pieces of the podcast. Uh, this is the par- part of the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts. In exchange, we will bribe you with a free entry to the club on a night of your choice, pending availability. If we read out your uh, review on a po- month in review podcast episode, then you will be the lucky winner. Uh if you want to get in touch with us any other ways, you can do so on social media at Our Secret Spot on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can head to our website, face, uh, excuse me, OurSecretSpot.com.au. You can uh, buy yourself a ticket and come say hello in person or get in touch with us via phone 0478-131-769. You can email, uh, send a text or give us a call if you want to ha- ask any questions. Uh, but that's going to do it for us today. Thank you again for Lauren from SwingingLifestyleCoach.com uh, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed uh, the episode. And please, if you want to like build on some of these things and like have a chat with Lauren, you know where to find her. Um, I know I've certainly gotten a lot out of it. And sometimes it's just great to just like refresh the memory or just like actually just sort of give it – sometimes having a nice little title and a way to package the – the the conversation is is fantastic uh, to have the conversation in a sort of a, a constructive and uh, productive way. So thanks again, Lauren. Yeah. Thank you. I enjoyed it. All right. We'll catch you next time. We'll see you next time on in a fortnight on hump day. Bye.